Hey, welcome to another episode of the Brick House Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, what's going on this week? You know, normally I wait until we've discussed the entire hour podcast, half hour, whatever it is, and then when listening back, I'll come up with a title. Yeah. Uh, this week, I went in reverse <laughs> order and just came up with the title first. There was a lot of drama going on in the NBA, and we're going to cover it all. The title of this week's episode, What's Beef? <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. I love it. That's it. That's the only... I think Method Man is on that song, and Method Man likes to boast that he was the only guest rapper on that album. It was Notorious B.I.G. the whole way throughout, except Method Man. Awesome. <laughs> Irrelevant fact and of the <laughs> podcast. He made it Method Man start his Jeep or something. Yeah, yeah. So this week's episode is brought to you by Draft, the daily fantasy app. I've been playing this, Matt. We're going to tell you about how you can get 600 bucks later. Whoa. So listen up for that. It's January. It's getting shippy in the NBA. Let's start quickly with what's beef on the all-star snubs. Yes. People have suggested this before. Why don't we just increase the size of the all-star team? You know, just by two, one or two. Even. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, you could go all the way to 15 players. Yeah. You know, 12 on each side was decided like when the NBA had eight teams. Right. When there was barely 24 players yeah. to fill out the. And now we're giving max contracts to people that have never been all stars. Mike Conley, Nick Batum, Harrison Barnes. You know, if you're already giving them max contracts like. There's nothing that can hurt by giving them an all-star bid, right? It's not sure. like GMs are going to have to pay them more yeah. because Harrison Barnes was an all-star. If everyone's already making $50 million. Yeah. I mean, Rudy Go Gobert just got a bigger contract than Giannis. Yeah. Damian Lillard has a super max contract, and right. he's averaging 26, 6, and 5. Yeah. Did not make the all-star team. Conley and Beal, that, who just signed mega deals, didn't yeah. make it. Joel Embiid is... The only reason that I'm really bringing this up, normally I don't care. I hardly even watch the All-Star game, but I would if Joel Embiid were playing. Right. And he's the biggest snub in my mind. The night after he uh, got snubbed, just last night, he was playing against the Rockets. 32 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks on 11 of 20 shooting in 28 minutes. Oh, yes, I saw that. I uh, Yesterday, mainly because of Embiid, I... I, I forgot to tell you this. I bought tickets to Clippers 76ers in a few weeks. Oh, yeah? Just because of Embiid. And basically, I think Simmons will be back by then, but I just want to see Embiid. The guy is amazing. James Harden said he's probably the best skilled big man in the league. Damian Lillard also, you know, the night after learning he was not an all-star, was asked if his 33-point performance versus Memphis was subconsciously motivated by an all-star snub. You know what Dame said? What? No, it was conscious. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, did he did he get snubbed last year too? Yeah, but then I think he got chosen as a reserve. Okay. When uh, Blake Griffin punched out his equipment. Manager. Oh yeah, because it. I was gonna say the Damian Lillard snubbing is becoming a yearly thing at this point. Yeah, just just extend it to fifteen. That's all I'm gonna say on that. You know who else has some beef? LeBron James. Oh man, this was this is. I I think this is the biggest story of the week, maybe. What the f has anything got to do with LeBron James? 
he tweeted out that he was, I'm not mad or upset at management because Griff and staff have done a great job. I just feel we still need to improve in order to repeat ellipses. Second tweet, if that's what we want to do. Oh, whoa, whoa. So to paraphrase, if I may, tell me if I'm, I'm out of line here, Matt. I'll, I'll be your LeBron whisperer. Okay, so LeBron's saying, I'm not calling out management or ownership. But if they don't make a trade that I say in the next 30 days, they clearly don't want to win a championship. Hey, Bob, I've been meaning to tell you I'm not upset with you about how this podcast is going. But if you don't change the way I want to, I don't think we will succeed. But I'm not upset at what you've been doing. What what can you do? This is the problem when you, when you stack high-priced salaries is you have to fill it out with – fill out the – rest of the roster with whatever you can get on the cheap, which yeah. works when you're apparently when you're golden state and you just get guys that want to come play. But at the same time, Della Vidova, Della, the con, it's weird to say, but the contract of Della Vidova would have sent the Cavs into luxury cap hell beyond belief. Yes. Chris Mannix for uh, the vertical on Yahoo. Yeah. He was describing LeBron's, complaints he was comparing it to donald trump in the way that trump will you know make these you know big plans or or suggestions for what he's going to do but it's just like yeah but how are you going to do that right yeah. i think i think i heard that i was listening to an interview with Mannix or uh a few days ago right it's the difference between this is all well and good and this sounds great but how 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 is it going to happen the best thing that the Cavs can hope for now and probably what's going to happen is someone is going to get bought out by the team it seems like rondo is doing everything he can to get bought out by the bulls and we'll yeah. get to that next uh jameer nelson is another candidate darren williams on the mavs uh is only helping them not get the first pick in the draft at of, this point of those three who would you take uh the best player between jameer nelson rondo and darren williams yeah Probably Darren Williams. Yeah, I was going to say, the Rondo sounds good, but he would probably be the one I'd take last out of those three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. they The Cavs are built on a their three-point shooting. And just and not... all movement. And also not a general nutsiness, craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of the big men that have been discussed, Andrew Bogut, also from Dallas, could get bought out. Nerlens Noel, Philly might just take you know, a box of... Cracker Jacks for him by the end of the trade deadline. Right. Uh, Tyson Chandler and Kenneth Fareed are other people that is, whose names have been floated out there. For the Cavs? Yeah. What they can't take they can't take thirteen million a year Tyson Chandler. Hey, LeBron's not paying <laughs> the bill, man. Yeah. No, but yeah. <laughs> right. I mean basically LeBron wants the Cavs to do what the Warriors did, which was the craziest player acquisition or upgrade in NBA history. You know, yeah. the Warriors traded Harrison Barnes, traded in Harrison Barnes and upgraded with Kevin Durant. Right. You know, that's be, that would be like the Cavs trading Tristan Thompson for Anthony Davis. What is contingent on that too, was also having a superstar who's making $11 million a year in Steph Curry. And then having Clay Thompson who is making, 15 million 16 million a year and a, a once in a lifetime 30 million dollar spike in the cap yeah right so there, it, there's a lot of things that went into that so anyways yes obviously Kawhi leonard will probably be on the Cavs by uh by february <laughs> yeah. 15th 
and he loves beef. Oh man, Inez Cantor had some beef with a with a chair Ugh. this week. Always the best kind of injuries. <laughs> he was pissed, took it out on the bench, broke his forearm. Yeah. Could be out for two months. Yeah. How I didn't did you see the video? I did. I have not seen it yet. I need to watch it. How did, how did this the happen? The chair actually kind of attacks him. <laughs> when you watch the video, he goes to swing at an inanimate object. Yeah. And the chair's seat kind of lifts up just seconds before he smashes down. He doesn't expect it. The chair won that fight. Oh, wow. That might be worse than being nicknamed penis cancer by the Utah <laughs> yeah. Jazz fans. It's, it's all going downhill for that guy. You know some other beef that happened this week? It was between the Wizards and the Celtics. Did you hear about this? Tell me more, Bob. Well, the last time the Wizards and Celtics played, just a couple weeks ago, at the end of the game, Jay Crowder and John Wall got into it. Right. Uh, Jay Crowder touched John Wall on the tip of the nose, which was hilarious. <laughs> booped him? He booped him. <laughs> <laughs> and then John Wall like slapped him, and yeah. they had to be restrained. The next game, John Wall announced that the entire team was wearing all black to the Celtics. Oh, game. yeah. It was funeral uniforms. Funeral attire. Yeah. They did end up winning the game. Uh, Isaiah Thomas and the rest of the Celtics thought it was cute that they were wearing all black. Yeah. But you could tell that they were pissed about losing. Marcus Smart even got got tossed off the bench for arguing with an assistant coach in the last couple minutes of the game. Huh. Wow, I'm getting hungry talking about all this beef. Quick John Wall story. I know oh, we like the John Wall. Did you listen to the Coach Cal cast with Drake? I'm about halfway through it. Yeah, which uh, I'm not like a Drake fan but I thought it, I think it was a very good podcast. It was really He's interesting. Entertaining. Yeah, he did give John Wall credit at one point, and you'll get to this. I'm sorry to you know spoil it. Cal asked Drake, "Who would he rather have, John Wall or Derrick Rose? Because both played for Calipari." And Drake said, "John Wall." So hey, John Wall at least gets Drake's vote in the world of Reggie Jacksons and James Hardens. <laughs> at least John Wall has Drake. <laughs> I, my favorite part of that podcast was Calipari. One of the first questions he asked Drake is just like, let's imagine you're a one-and-done high school phenom basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Which college which would you co- choose? <laughs> which college would you choose? Yeah. Yeah. The, the cool part about that was the story of, I think Calipari got him to finish high school or something. Did he? Yeah. Well, yeah, Drake at 26 went to visit the University of Kentucky and was somehow inspired to contact a former teacher and have his former teacher help him get his high school diploma. And then Calipari surprised him and showed up to the graduation (laughs) ceremony. They've been BFFs ever since. Yeah, there's there's nothing Calipari loves more than a high school senior, Bob. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Hey, Matt, how does 600 bucks sound? Oh, it sounds great, Bob. Let's take a moment to tell our listeners about this draft sponsorship. Do you play Daily Fantasy? I do. If so, you should be playing on draft. Get this, your chances of winning on draft are almost three times better than on FanDuel or DraftKings. 
The data shows almost 90% of players lose on DraftKings. On FanDuel, over 40% of the money goes to just 1% of the players. If you're not a pro and not spending hours a, a day on fantasy, you should be playing on draft. You'll win more often. It's statistically proven. Whoa. On draft, you do a simple snake draft, just like at the beginning of your season-long league. You can do drafts whenever you want. They last for just one day, and they take only minutes to complete. I have draft on my phone, and I just did a 10-person draft. I'm sticking with James Harden. I got him with the second pick. You're a Houston guy, Bob. You know how to win at Daily Fantasy, Matt? How? Put James Harden on your team when he scores 50 and gets a triple-double. Yeah, was it 50, 13, and 13? That's yeah. a lot of draft points there. Well, join me. Download Draft now. Just search Draft in the App Store, and it will come up first. Be sure to enter the promo code. This is the important part. ABPN for the Almighty Baller Podcast Network. When you download, and you'll get a 100% bonus up to $600 when you deposit. Again, search Draft in the App Store, and be sure to enter the promo code ABPN. As someone who lost 90% of their daily fantasy times on... DraftKings, I can say that that is true. <laughs> Actually, I think I, I didn't lose 100. Yeah, I lost 90. Yeah, 90. Someone who lost 90% of his net worth <laughs> and his wife on yeah. Fad Duel. I've lost 90% of my wives and my net worth, Bob. <laughs> well, the Bulls and Knicks situations haven't gotten any better since we were talking about them a couple weeks ago. In fact, Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler, they did a synchronized coming out of the showers this week. Okay. Apparently, it was reported that they came out of the showers around the same time and then had a synchronized message for the media. What? Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. This eluded me. Let's hear some quotes. Wade said, after after a loss, after a Bulls loss, they haven't been playing very well. They've been losing. Sure. Wade said, everyone don't care. You got to care enough, man. It's got to mean that much to you to want to win, and it doesn't. I don't know how to fix it. It just doesn't mean enough to guys around here to want to win ball games. It ticks me off, but I can't be frustrated, and I care too much for these. I can't care too much for these guys. Butler said, "Expletives. Oof. Just gotta care if we win or lose. Be a star in your role, man. That's how you win in this league, man. You have to embrace what this team, what this organization needs for you to do on either end of the floor. On top of everything else, just play every possession like it's your last." That's all he asks. I like Just it. Play every possession <laughs> yeah. like you're, yeah. you're going to die in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Another quote from Wade. Sure. These games are supposed to hurt. I don't know if that is the guys in the locker room. Hopefully they can prove me wrong, but, but I will challenge them to see if losses like this hurt. We can play bad. We can miss shots. But if we're having too many of these lapses, we're having too many of these losses, this just can't be acceptable if you want to do something besides have an NBA jersey on and make some money. That's all we're doing around here. Oh wow! Shots okay. fired. Yeah, so you have to, you have to have more desire than just to make money. Wade summed it up by saying, "I can look at Jimmy and say Jimmy's doing his job. Jimmy Butler, of course. Jimmy can look at me and say Dwayne's doing his job. I don't know if we can keep going down the line and be able to say that." Okay, who are the who? Who do we think they're talking about there, Bob? I've heard that they're talking about Nikola Miritich. Yeah. They're talking about... Well, they didn't name any names, but essentially, by not naming any names, they called out everyone not named Jimmy and Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry and Grant, who plays for the Bulls. Oh, watch out, Jerry. He took to Twitter 
to respond to this. And he said, I've played this game since I was four years old. Basketball is in my blood and means way more to me than just a paycheck. Sure. Sure enough. Yeah. You know who else stood up for his teammates? Rajon Rondo. Or you could say... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That Rajon Rondo went on social media to call out his teammates... For calling out their teammates in the media. Oh yes, is this the uh, is this the George Carl strategy of? <laughs> you know what the problem is that you guys went to the media. Yeah. Read my Instagram about it. This is what Rondo said. He was talking about his Celtics teams. This is on Instagram. My vets would never go to the media. They would come to the team. My vets didn't pick and choose when they wanted to bring it. They brought it every time they stepped in the gym, whether it was practice or a game. They didn't take days off. My vets didn't care about their numbers. My vets played for the team. When we lost, they wouldn't blame us. They took responsibility and got in the gym. They showed the young guys what it meant to work. They show- It goes on and on. Yeah. He's got a lot of vets. I mean, I, KG was one of these vets. If you got out of line around KG, he'd just dunk your head in the toilet. I'm, I'm kind of confused, Bob. I, so they're both. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're both calling out each other for not wanting it bad enough. Yeah, he's he's saying that they would have never gone to the media. There was oh, many okay, many hypocritical okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. statements in here. Yes. You know? Don't go and make this uh, a public discussion, guys. Read about it on my Instagram, how we should handle this internally. Yeah, he has his blog, The Five Top Ways Not to Do This Online. (laughs) So the Bulls all took a a vote, or they talked about how Butler and Wade should be disciplined, and the players decided that they shouldn't start against the Miami. Right, so Wade didn't start last night. Butler didn't start. Butler didn't start last night either. And Butler had one of the worst stat lines for an all-star starter in NBA history. Three points. Yeah. One of 13 shooting. Oof. Two rebounds, three assists in 33 minutes. That's pretty bad. Could have gone to Joel Embiid. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. Did they, I, I think the real question is, did they learn their lesson, Bob? Was this punishment? Uh, no, they lost to the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Second worst team, Miami yeah. Heat. Uh, Casey Johnson reported he asked Rondo if he was fined for his uh, his Instagram post. Right. Absolutely, Rondo said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can read about that on my Instagram. <laughs> oh, this past week there was an opportunity for us to play the If You're Going to Beat San Francisco music. Oh, nice. If you're going to beat San Also a Miami Heat win. Right. Dion Waiters, of all people, hit a game-winning shot against the Warriors in Miami. Yeah. He's yeah. had a he's had a great week. The past three games or so. He's going to be the next uh, hundred millionaire on oh, the Brooklyn Nets. It's, it's happening. Ugh. Yeah, Kevin Durant said, he like looked into the camera like Jim from the office <laughs> and said, if anyone would hit a game-winner against me, it would be Dion Waiters. Oh, yeah. Is he? He's on a one-year deal, right? Yeah. Oh, he has a player option for next year. Oh, yeah, he's he opted out of a bigger 
deal from Oklahoma to get like whatever three million from Miami. And it's gonna he's gonna sign. He's gonna get paid. <laughs> Keep doing that. He's gonna get paid by someone. You know, there's some rumors swirling around that the Clippers might acquire Carmelo Anthony without trading Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, or DeAndre I've, Jordan. I've been reading and hearing a lot about that. It could break up the only ever father-son duo in the NBA. Because Austin Rivers is really the only young asset the Clippers have. But this week, I read about another father-son duo in the NBA that maybe we have been overlooking. Oh, no. Who's this? So, D'Angelo Russell is returning to the Rising Stars game. Yeah. And Luke Walton went to, uh, to pat him on the back and this week told him, Congratulations, D'Angelo. You're a rising star. To which Russell replied, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> that's amazing. Make it dad joke. <laughs> I didn't know Luke Walton was his father. That's a if if D'Angelo Russell wants to get back in the good graces of people after that whole Snapchat <laughs> thing, that's a that's a good way to start. Did Doc and Austin get ejected from the same game recently? Uh yeah, that was a few weeks ago. Okay. But yeah, that was great. Rivers was talking about it on the uh on the open run podcast. Right. Know. Doc went back into his office and sat there and watched the game while Austin was in the locker room. They weren't just hanging out in the locker room together. Thanks, Dad. Oh, speaking of Doc Rivers, that podcast, Open Run, totally recommend it. Mostly for the Pat Riley story oh, yeah. that he tells on it. I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it because it's one of the best NBA stories <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. He tells a couple of stories, but the one that stood out the most to me was he said that Pat Riley gave like a Braveheart motivational speech before every one of the 82 (laughs) regular season games. Yeah, Doc Rivers was point guard on the New York Knicks, the the 90s Knicks that were the reason that the NBA changed the hand-checking rules. Yeah. So this one particular speech... Pat Riley gets in front of the locker room. He's, he's talking to the guys, and he's saying, you have to be so committed. You have to be there for your teammates without you know contributing, without helping your teammates. None of this can work. We can never win a championship. You have to be committed. And then halfway through his speech, he dunks his head into the <laughs> five-gallon Gatorade container, which just has water in it. Yeah. He's wearing suit and tie. He's yeah. got the slick back hair. And he dunks his head underwater, and he's there for almost a minute. The players and coaches are all looking around, not knowing what the hell is going on. Finally, an assistant coach runs over and rips him out yeah. of the water. Then Pat Riley's got snot all over his face. His eyes are bloodshot. He looks insane. And he just goes right back into his speech, <laughs> saying how committed everyone needs to be. You have to be there for your teammates. And if the coach hadn't pulled him out of the water, he would have died. Yeah, that's He would the have best died part. for the cause. That's the best part. <laughs> I... I... I love that. Yeah, when he said, "I was if someone didn't pull me out of there, I wasn't coming out." I'm like, okay, all right, Riles. That's a way to, to motivate the team. Uh, I'd you, like to see Doc Rivers do that. You know what the best motivation I realized would have been? So they do that. He's looking just watery, snotty, all this stuff. The team gets pumped up, runs out, and two minutes later, out comes Riley. Completely dry, hair slicked back, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, that, that was, was a really great, great interview. Open run.
Uh, oh, man. So, uh, a few weeks ago, I thought I was the first one to notice that Grayson Allen looks exactly like Ted Cruz. Right. And I told Matt, I was like, Matt, have you ever noticed this? Yeah. And Matt's, like, background on his phone is Grayson <laughs> Allen and Ted Cruz side by side. Yeah. So, this week, uh, Deadspin and Ted Cruz got into it. Oh, I saw that. This was, it was great. It was great. There was an article in Politico saying that, uh, that Cruz is trying to improve his relationships with fellow Republicans by holding a weekly basketball game and that Cruz's jumper is, quote, surprisingly good, but with miserable form. And Deadspin said, hey, if anyone has actual proof that Ted Cruz plays basketball, send it to us. Yeah. And Ted Cruz tweeted at them with a picture of Grayson Allen <laughs> saying, you know, at Deadspin, what do I win? You know? yeah. <laughs> to which Deadspin replied, "Go eat shit, Ted yeah, Cruz." Right. <laughs> to which Ted Cruz replied with the Ron Burgundy meme, "Boy, that escalated quickly." Right. Which it made just Twitter go crazy, not because they were just hilarious tweets from yeah. Ted Cruz. They were okay tweets, but people were just, I think, shocked that Ted Cruz had a sense of humor whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was well played. And for days after that, you could go to all of Deadspin's tweets, and the replies would just be, "Hey, you got owned by Ted Cruz. Hey, you got owned by Ted Cruz." They were just people because Deadspin probably should have just did like the clapping hands emoji or something like, you, "You got this." But the way they responded, everyone just went out. Like they changed the Wikipedia said. Deadspin is a website that is owned by Ted Cruz. <laughs> and I saw someone started a Twitter account called Ted Spin. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. Oh, man. So, Matt, our listeners have been submitting Diss of the Week submissions. This is great. This is why we're in it, Bob. I, I, nothing could make me happier. In fact, if you're listening and you come across a diss of the week, you can tweet us at Brickhouse Pod. Tell us about it, and uh, you know we'll we'll put it on the show. Yo, mama is so fat. A listener, Stephen, sent me this one. In fact, a few listeners sent me this one. After the Kings won in overtime in Cleveland, right. the spiraling Cleveland Cavs, who were one Anthony Davis away from the <laughs> yeah. championship. Uh, so after the, the overtime loss, the, they Instagrammed a picture of the Cavs logo, but uh, a little altered to look like an L. Yeah. It was the L, you know, L7 weenie loser. <laughs> The, the caption said, one for the land. One for the land. An L for the land. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, another nominee this week, uh, listener Julian, sent me uh, this beef between C.J. McCollum and Chandler Parsons. Okay. Uh, C.J. tweeted, we hit the lottery by not signing you. Oof. To which Chandler Parsons replied, at Trailblazers, good luck in the lottery show this year. <laughs> These were both pretty brilliant disses, and I think any other week probably would have won. But yeah. this is beef week, Matt. Right, right. Well, this is the this is the week. This is like Shark Week for <laughs> yeah. So the winner from this week is a gem heard by writer Jeff McDonald, which he overheard on the press row. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yes. Quote. I don't know if Brooke Lopez could guard a closed door with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs>
that's like a Don Rickles level. Yeah, piss yeah. right there. Yeah, what? Uh, who? So who overheard this? You said uh, writer Jeff McDonald. Yeah, some just NBA heard it on writer. a press row. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't guard a closed door with a shotgun. Brilliant. That's so good. On the next episode of Brick House. Maybe we'll be talking about how how all of this NBA beef will be resolved. Sure. My suggestion, we hire, the NBA hires Meta World Peace. He takes a leave of absence from the Lakers, and he just becomes like a guidance counselor for hire. Yeah. For these these troubled teams. Right. Get him in that Bulls locker room. You know, get him to talk to all the uh, funeral dressing <laughs> yeah. Washington Wizards. <laughs> yeah. He'll teach guys how to reconcile their differences, or at least he'll teach them to go hard and fully commit yeah. to their to their beef. <laughs> yeah. You know what kind of fight Meta World Peace never got in, Matt? No, what, what kind? A social media fight. Whoa, yeah, that's true. He uh, He's from the streets, though. Where is he from? Uh, Queensbridge? He's from Queensbridge. Yeah. They you, don't... Know, you know how he never uh, how he never got injured? How? Punching a chair. No, he sure didn't. <laughs> he sure didn't, Bob. If he's going to break a forearm, it's going to be on your face. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a poor guy in the crowd or an <laughs> opposing player. We have so much to learn from Meta. I suggest just let him show us the way. Yeah, that's. I mean, he is Meta World Peace. So, I noticed some of you have been leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you. Uh, if you do like the show, we really appreciate a rating and review. Send us your submissions for the Diss of the Week or anything else you want us to talk about on Twitter at BrickHousePod. And we will talk to you next week on the next episode of BrickHouse. to me.